Peace and blessings, family. I do hope all is well. Welcome to another edition of Cool Jazz Conversations. My name is Marcella Shepard. You can call me the bass man. And this week, I am totally stoked to be talking to a brother who is one part jazz, soul, funk, R&B, and a whole lot more. He is celebrating the release of his latest compact disc album, LP. It is simply amazing. It is called Stronger. It is out now. He is the musical son of Philadelphia, Mr. Trombone, Jeff Bradshaw. Welcome to Cool Jazz Conversations, brother. Thank you for having me, good brother. It's always a pleasure. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we family, so it's always a blessing to be with you. I'm, I'm truly proud to call you a friend. Uh, we go back 15 plus years now, 17 or so since, uh, yeah, since you put out your first one and I've been rocking with you since day one, uh, bringing you to town on multiple occasions and you of course trusting my ear with your music over the years, man. I, I truly appreciate you for it, man. How you doing first and foremost and how's the family? Oh man, I am in, even in the midst of what we're going through, what we're all going through, I, I consider myself truly blessed. All my children, my family, everybody's healthy, and we are truly blessed and fortunate in this most difficult time. Yeah, difficult to say the least. 2020, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get into 2020 in a second, but for those who might be living under a rock, Jeff, for whatever reason, uh, have not had the exposure uh, to you that many have, your resume, it reads like a, a who's who in music, you know, working with royalty from Patti LaBelle to Earth, Wind & Fire, Erica Badu, The Roots, serving as musical director for Jill Scott and, and Floetry. Who was the, the first person to, to uh, pretty much trust you with the sound of their band? Um, when I was the musical director of uh, Floetry, um, I had been with them. I, I was one of the first bands that uh, Marsh and Nat, um, when they first came to Philadelphia to the Blue Funk, mm-hmm. um, I was one of, uh, my band was the band that played for the Blue, for the Blue Funk. And I was, uh, uh, we became family from the gate. And uh, after touring with them, they, they after touring with them a few years, they entrusted me uh, with the title and the responsibility of musical director. Had a great, you know, um, a great assembly of musicians, uh, the Brown Boys, that was uh, that band at the time. But um, man, Torn with Flochi as their musical director was the first the first artist to um, allow me to be musical director. And especially as a solo trombone player in a quasi-soul, neo-soul, R&B kind of group it was like, you know, that was kind of unheard of. <laughs> Most definitely, and you know, you you bring up a, a great point there because outside of a, a few instrumentalists that have led bands with the bone, you truly are uh, one of the few that have had quite a bit of success playing across genres, uh, playing the bone as the lead. What kind of pushback did you receive from anybody out there uh, along the way who couldn't necessarily conceive the bone being a lead instrument? You know, the funny thing for me is I've, I've been truly blessed. I don't believe in luck. Mm-hmm. I believe that, that that God has truly uh, ordered my steps and put me everywhere that I needed to be. You know, it, either I was in the horn section or I was the lead bone player. And it, what it did was it also taught me uh, from a musical standpoint 
uh, how to be an artist, you know, how to be out front. So I've learned with every artist that I've ever taught with, every artist that I've ever recorded with, I've always learned how to be center stage. So when, when my number was called uh, by God to be, when it was my time uh, to be an artist and to be, you know, the, the headliner of my own music, um, I was ready to go. Mm, and ready to go, you've definitely been, man. 2020 has been the year that none of us saw coming. And you are a brother who always stays in the streets, always performing somewhere, a heavy touring schedule. How has it been for you? I, I know you you were starting to get out there now in support of the new album, but how was it early on, you know, March, April, May, for you being at home, quarantine? What kind of mental state was Jeff Bradshaw in? And, and uh, how were you able to push through that musically? It was crazy because at the time, I was coming off of uh, the busiest three years of my career after my illness back in 2016, mm -hmm. coming through all of that. It was the busiest three years of my career uh, doing my own tours and um, touring with Patti LaBelle. And uh, I was in Tampa um, playing the Strawberry, the Strawberry uh, Music Festival. Um, still playing the Strawberry Festival uh, in Tampa with Patti LaBelle when we got word that we would be going home after that show and that, you know, Loud Nation had shut everything down. Um, so since then, it's been interesting because I was excited. The year this was going to be my year uh, and uh, with the new record coming out, and we decided to keep pushing, pushing back, pushing back, pushing back, pushing back, pushing back. And um, I had just finished the record. I just finished the album after four years uh, in New Orleans uh, with Trumbo and Shorty, which happens to be the first song in the album. But it was the last song that I recorded uh, down in New Orleans, at, down in New Orleans at Trumbo and uh, Shorty Studio on, in New Orleans. And um, um, it's been interesting, man. I'm, I mean, from the pandemic to going to many funerals, to learning how to wear a mask. Uh, learning how to be safe, um, um, watching George Floyd die, um, deciding to get in the street and and form a coalition of musicians called the Clarion Call for Justice, mm. and getting in the street with you know numerous numerous large amounts of horn players and Trey and, and uh, Big Sam, my boy. Uh, Sam Gellerstein here in Philadelphia. We got together and formed this coalition of horn players and, and percussionists and, and musicians. And we just got together to have musical protests. And um, in Philly, DC, Black Lives Matter Plaza, in New York, mm -hmm. at um, Washington Square Park. I mean, uh, it's just been an interesting year. But in the, at the end of it all, in the midst of it all, I was still preparing to release this album because I was like, people need healing. You know, people need to be touched. People need to be healed. People need an oasis. And it was it's my responsibility and our responsibility as artists to record music and touch and heal the people when they need it the most. So mm -hmm. I, I was going to stay on my job, which I did. And by many accounts and by what many people, most people are saying, this is my best work and it just came at the right time. 
It most definitely did, man. And hats off to you all for uh, starting up that coalition. I've seen some of the video and, and pictures you. from you all out in the streets. And uh, what better year than now to cry out for justice and demand justice yes. uh, across the country and via whatever platform it is that you have access to. So hats off to you, man. Let's go ahead and hop into the music. First and foremost, congrats to you. Uh, another incredible, beyond incredible album. But the most important thing about this album is this one is on your own recording label. Congrats to you on it. Matter of fact, Salud, we, we're going to toast to that right now. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, Salud. Salud. Mm-hmm. Congrats to you on it, man. How important was it for you to uh, definitely make that happen this year, this time for you to release it on your own platform. I remember waiting from my first album, Bone Deep, which came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. I remember waiting nine years to 2012 for Hidden Beach to release my second album. Wow. Then I realized that at some point I'm gonna have to step out on my own. And then after leaving Hidden Beach after uh, two albums, and going to Shanaki, who was very good to me. And you were uh, Mr. Hidden Beach. Let's point that out. You, you were Mr. <laughs> Hidden Beach. I mean, I mean, I was running behind, I was running behind Kendrick the Family Soul. And yeah. Jill, and my big sis, Jill Scott, who was the flagship artist on yeah. Hidden Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Phillips was there, Mike Phillips was there. And um, I felt like um, at some point it was gonna be time, but I didn't know when. You know, it's all about God's timing. Right. And uh, gave the live album, the Jeff Brasher and Friends Home album. Um, I signed a one album deal with uh, Shanaki Records, who was very good to me. Love Shanaki. But you know, good, no matter how good somebody is to you for working for them, ain't nothing like having your own. Oh, man. And uh, when my mentor and big brother, uh, one of my mentors and big brother, Mr. DJ Jazzy Jeff, the legendary DJ Jazzy Jeff, where I recorded this whole, where I recorded 95% of this album at his, the Hampton Studios. Um, wow. I, uh, he told me, don't sign another deal. Put this record up yourself. You mm-hmm. already have a fan base. You're not a, you're not an up and coming artist. This is your fourth album. You already have a fan base. You know exactly what to do. Get a publicist, get a radio promoter and, and do what you know to do. Mm-hmm. And he was right. And I was blessed to follow uh, his mentorship. And uh, and now this album is out on Bone Deep Enterprises with Nia and E1 Distribution. So I still have a, uh, a, um, a top tier distribution, good distribution deal, mm-hmm. uh, but the album is mine. And I know you have some great folks working behind the scene, the incredible Myron Ruffin, oh, uh, man. who I've known for years. My God. George Little John, and yeah, man. I just have an incredible team. I mean, all the way down from Myron to George Russell, um, all the way to my my quasi right hand, uh, Des- Desiree Samara oh, at yeah. VSC Live. Love Desiree. Who just celebrated yeah. a birthday. Happy hey, birthday. Happy belated. Uh, you know, she's like my ride or die. You know, she's like my right hand because she's the closest to me because Myron's in uh, Cleveland. Okay. And Des is in uh, D.C., so she's the closest to me. And so my team was pretty sharp and uh, pretty compact, but you don't need 
you know, 25 people. You just need everybody who does their job well. Mm. And um, I have a great team. I'm blessed with great people around me who believe in what I do. Right. Blessed with great artists that are friends that allow their gifts to be shown on my albums. So, you know, I'm truly, truly fortunate, man, and blessed after 27 years in this business. Well, Brett, you continue to raise the bar. You know, I've been a fan since Bone Deep and Bone Deep was incredible because you pushed the envelope and changed the platform a bit so that folks were like, wait a minute. You know, first off, this guy's on a bone. He's leading a band and he has any and everybody from neo soul, soul to funk to hip hop on this album rocking out. And then, you know, Bon Appetit, you raise the bar even higher. Home, it's like, wait a minute. So when this one hit, right? Bruh. Like, how you gonna outdo? How are you going to outdo the live album? Yeah, like how are you? The live album do is it. incredible. I mean, the the number of artists, the um, and not even just the number of artists, but the top tier, you know artists were on this project and it's just like yeah how how's he gonna do it but family let me tell you this right here this right here is the real deal stronger is incredible i i told you this already but when i listen to this album it's been a long time since i cussed so much <laughs> listening to an album and you know one cut after the next i'm in here using four letter words five letter words i'm using words that i, I don't even want some people to know that i use you know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a christian <clears throat> in the streets but anyway right um, right right music is is so incredible man um the first tune that took me out was your interpretation of this incredible Herbie Hancock classic, which happens to be one of my favorite songs of his, Butterfly. It is straight up stanky face music because you're going to make that face when you listen to it. You're going to mean mug. You're going to bob your head. And I was pissed when the song ended because Herbie's version is like 11 minutes and 17 seconds. It's a shame I know exactly how long right. That's how much I play it. But, you know, this is, a, of course, right. a shorter version of it. But man, oh, man, oh, man, what, what made you record Butterfly? Herbie Hancock is the master teacher. Yeah. And um, I've always loved the song. I've always wanted to record one of his songs. But I had to wait for the right time. And I had to wait for the right song. Hmm. And um, when I when I... Uh, I heard Butterfly one day on the radio and I was like, that's the song I'm going to record. So I called um, uh, two of my big brothers, uh, both, are Grammy Award, both are Grammy Award winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, called the, I called the incredible uh, multi-Grammy Award winning Philly homeboy, uh, Mr. Christian McBride. Incredible man. Uh, and, um, and then I called another uh, multi-Grammy Award winning uh, producer, Multi, multi and Philadelphia platinum producer and member of the Roots, Mr. James Poison, yeah. who was responsible for probably every Erica Baidu album there is, hmm. and Miss Education with Lauren Hill and many other things he's done, and right. just being a mentor and big brother. Um, and I put the, the two Philly boys together on this record with the other Philly boy, and um, I think Herbie will be pleased. I, I know Herbie 
is pleased and any fan of of that song is is definitely going to um to have their heights um lifted on this if you will and you know with christian on there christian mcbride pretty much right he, he's the face the modern day face of jazz like if you were to put a spokesperson uh, out on the front page or in, in a building for jazz, it would be Christian McBride, you know, multi Grammys, uh, multiple albums, multiple bands. You know, he has his big band. Stays relevant. Radio, he's all over the place. Uh, two, yeah. At least two radio shows. I mean, he's he's all over the place for sure in a great way. And then James, you know, this this plethora of knowledge and the way he weaves in through different genres is it's simply incredible, man. We're going to play that song for you all right now. Jeff Bradshaw, the brand new album, Stronger. This is his interpretation of that Herbie Hancock classic, Butterfly, an exclusive for you here on Cool Jazz Conversations.
told y'all, man, it is that straight, stanky face music. Yes, yes, butterfly. That Herbie Hancock classic. You can find it on the brand new release, Stronger. Uh, We are hanging out today with none other than uh, a brother who is definitely a friend, a brother who has blessed our ears in so many years over the way, uh, over the years, better yet. And that is none other than Mr. Trombone, Jeff Bradshaw. Jeff, again, thanks for hanging out here on Cool Jazz Conversations, brother. Appreciate you. Glad to be here, man. Yes, sir. You, we you sipping in about, chat. We sipping in chat. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about, for sure. Over the years, you know, with your albums, there's, um, you know, initially with Bone Deep, it was a really good balance of instrumental to vocals. You've definitely done more vocals recently. How how hard is it for you or what what is your process then when you're putting an album together? Do you sit there and say, you know what? I'm gonna go 80% vocal on this or I'm gonna let the chips fall where they may. That's a great question. Uh, one of my idols, uh, in music, period, is Quincy Jones. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know that Quincy Jones is a trumpet player. Yeah, a lot of people forget. That's that's where he got his roots. Where he He's got a jazz trumpet. trumpet player. Yeah. He's a jazz trumpet player. Right. So my approach to my albums, uh, which, was an, an, which was a direction that was given to me by another one of my, my mentors, um, uh, music executive Mark Byers out of Philly, who now I believe is the president, who I believe is the, uh, the president of Motown, uh, is, is very high up in the uh, in the Motown uh, office. He said, you need to approach your albums like Quincy Jones approached mm. Keeb's Juke Joint. Yeah. And that's, that's the way I've always approached my albums. Nice. I always approach my albums as an album. He said, by the end of the day, people were like, wait a minute. The artist is a trombone player? Right. It's like because <laughs> they forget. the trombone has many, many jobs and responsibilities right. over the course of an album. Right. It can be the lead, it can be in the horn section, it can blanket the song. It can be and so that's what I do. I don't approach my albums as, like uh, my albums aren't horny. Let me just say that. <laughs> 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 no, my no. albums aren't my albums aren't horny. Right. Although for some people it may make them horny. Right, my right, albums right. aren't horny. My, I don't I don't feel a need to play the melody, the bridge, and the solo on every song. Right. One because I'm not a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in the jazz clubs of Philadelphia. I grew up in church, and I came up through. The DJ clubs, the R&B clubs, the hip hop clubs, where they had drums, bass, and band, the uh, back to basics movement, and the vibe and groove movement, the lounges in Philly. That's where I came from. I didn't come from um, the. Like, I didn't grow up studying jazz, um, which is one of our one of one of our few great, great American art Best forms. and art forms, yes, sir. That I adore. Right. But that's that wasn't my that wasn't my journey. I came up through the hip hop clubs and the soul music clubs and the Philly soul clubs that we had in Philly, the band back in the very early nineties. That's where I came up through. I came from church. And out of church I went right to like Silk City, playing with a jazz cat named uh, Jafar Barron. And we just had this kind of hip hop jazz band that played along with the DJ and and it was this really cool thing that we had here in Philly. And I, I couldn't there were no there were no boxes. 
we just played whatever felt good, but felt good with the hip hop beat, or or some you know, some acid jazz kind of beat, or hip or, or or a soul music beat, or any kind of you know whatever kind of beat it was. A lot of times we just created on the spot. Right. I just played called Wilhelminas, mm-hmm. you know, and of course we had the five spot where it just all went down. But so I'm not a heavy jazz head. I'm a heavy jazz head as far as the music that I listen to. I listen to a lot of great jazz, mm-hmm. but I listen to everything. Right. You know, so I, so my approach to my records wasn't that. My approach to my record was everything that I loved, soul music, R&B, hip hop, groove, vibe, mm-hmm. and jazz. Everything that I listen to, everything that I love, every artist that I toured with, it's all in my sound of music. All my albums sound like Jeff Bradshaw albums. Yes, they do. They sound like Jeff Bradshaw albums. They don't sound like Robert Glasper records. Mm-hmm. They don't sound like uh, the RH Factor. Right. Uh, from, from the great, late, great Roy Hargrove. Yes, who, um, who, oh, the RH Factor, which came out in 2003, the same year the Bone Beat came out. Wow, sure did. Wow. Yeah, they gave him the Grammy for that. They gave him, they gave uh, uh, the great Roy, they gave uh, the great Roy uh, Hargrove the Grammy for that. Who am I to argue about that? I'm a big fan of Roy Hargrove, Hell but yeah. my Bone Deep album was a killer. It was. You say what you want. I had Jill Scott, <laughs> Floetry, Glenn oh, Lewis, Darius Rucker, Joe yeah. Fusley. I mean, that record was killing. Um, but um, I don't, I try to create music from the perspective of a producer. Mm-hmm. I'm the executive producer of this album. I create, I create these albums from the perspective of a producer, you know? And then I play on songs. And even Robert Glasper told me, uh, who, ex- who was my co-executive producer on the live album, E. Rob was like, man, look how many solos I took on Black Radio. He might have took three solos on the whole album. Right. He said, it's really about creating a movie. My albums, I try to create movies. You put it wow. on and watch it from beginning to end. Listen from beginning to end. And then there are songs where I play just songs where there are no vocals. There are songs where there are vocals. Where I play different roles that I've played in the music business. Playing a great playing in the horn section on great songs like Butterflies mm-hmm. by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Half Crazy by Music Soul Child. Like, I played on a lot of big records. Yeah. But that's the that's the approach that I take to these records. I take the approach of a conductor, of a producer. Even when I bring in other producers, I know what I want the record to sound like sonically, and I know what it, it should feel like. Right. So that's when I say that Stronger is named, so named that, because it is that. This is the strongest of everything about me. My music, my playing, my production, my executive producing, and my music altogether. It's my best work. And it's, it's my album. It's, it's your On my label. On your label, you are the producer, and um, you have some incredible artists and producers joining you on here. You just mentioned Robert Glass, but love that brother. He's a nut. And a I love fool. That, brother. Yes. A whole fool. Uh, always a, a good time anytime you're in the room with him. But um, you always. teamed up with uh, with Robert and Raheem Devon. Raheem and I go back, you know, I used to be heavy in the poetry scene in Baltimore. I used to run a spot called Warm Wednesdays. And Raheem used to come through and perform back in the day before he got his, his uh, first deal. Uh, nonetheless, you know, we go back some time. But you teamed up with both of them on a tune that as, as soon as I heard, anytime you hear the original, you pause. 
Yeah. You pause and you start singing. And I'm talking about that incredible tune, Prototype, that Andre 3000 just... It's it's a very poetic piece. Hats off to you, Raheem, Robert. You all did a music video for this. And um, it it is quite the sight of of beautiful African-American women of all different shapes, sizes, uh, hues, ages, and uh, it just a very tasteful video. But on this song in particular, you were speaking about your albums not being horny, uh, meaning, of course, your horn all over the place. But I think that, you know, you serve as quite the accompaniment to Raheem on this song in particular. Right. You know, you... you it was you necessary. Yeah. Um, my horn, my... Yeah. My, my father taught me, my father, the late Norman Bradshaw, who you see over my shoulder on that on that painting, mm -hmm. uh, that, that portrait done by um, the, the amazing Stacey Brown, nice. uh, artist named Stacey Brown. Uh, my father taught me to play. He was my number one inspiration. And he taught me to sing. Like, I didn't learn to play like the traditional, in the traditional sense of learning to play the trombone by learning the scales. I learned that afterwards, but he taught me to sing with the trombone. The trombone is, is an extension of my voice. So it's wow. easy for me to sing along with Raheem on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's easy for, for us to do that together because singing was the first way that I learned how to play trombone. make the trombone sing. I, I do my best uh, with the gift that God gave me and what I've learned uh, to expound on my knowledge in music. Um, but that's the way I learned. And um, I've always loved that song, always loved that song, always wanted to record it. And when I recorded it with the band and I sent it to Raheem, he just destroyed it. He just destroyed it. I mean, um, shout out to, shout out to the Love King. I celebrate with him. You know, everybody doesn't celebrate with you. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, I have friends in the business and I have peers in the business. Right. And I have family in the business. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't celebrate with you. Yeah. I am truly blessed to have amazing friends and family in this business. Raheem is definitely one of those who, if he's with you, He's with you all the way. All the way, yeah. He's like, send me some more music. I want to sing or whatever else you got. This sounds great. Let me know whatever whatever else you need from me. Send it to me tomorrow. I'll record it. He'll record it. Send it back in two days. Song fully done. Wow. Like, when Raheem ride with you, he ride he with, you. with you. I love yeah. him. That's my brother. I love Raheem. That's my brother. And anything he asks me, anything he asks me to do, I'm there. Because anything I ever ask him to do, he's always there for me. Always there for me with the right spirit. You know, you're hard keeping up with that guy, man. Yeah, man. You're not going to work him, man. No, you, you are not, because he, he stays working night and day, for sure. Big shout out to the Love King. Let's switch gears real quick before we listen to some more music. Um, you are one who 
always is looking dapper, you know, uh, from the shirts to the shoes to the glasses, of course. I mean, where, where do you find these clothes, man? These blazers and, and, and these shades, man. Talk to me, bro. I need to update my wardrobe, especially after all of this COVID. I can't, wait. I can't give up all my secrets. Uh, Come on, man. I mean, um, um, it's from all different places. Incredible uh, boutiques around the country that I've uh, uh, maintained relationships with. You're, you're picking out your own clothes. You don't have a, a style. I don't have a stylist, no. Okay. Never had a style. I mean, you got impeccable. I'm, I know what I want to look like. Yes, sir. I know what I want to look like. And so I find stuff in boutiques all around the country, some boutiques here in Philly, uh, some boutiques, some online boutiques. Um, uh, shout out to my girl, uh, Shani, Shani Newton, who just opened up Dahlia's Boutique here in Philly. Um, um, yeah, man, I find stuff all over. There's certain things I like. I like, like the way Gucci makes. I like certain glasses that Gucci makes. The fun thing is, up to like three months ago, I actually just had to start wearing glasses for real. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. I had to start wearing glasses for real. I was like, okay. So it's a good thing that I have a lot of glasses and like to wear a lot of different glasses and stuff because now I got a rim for real. It's the bill now, yeah, yeah. 50 hit different, man. Yeah, man, 50 hit totally different. 50 bro. hit different. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it, man. Let's, uh, let's get back into the music. Family, uh, we are hanging out today with uh, Jeff Bradshaw, Mr. Trombone. The album is called Stronger. This is one of those albums when you listen to it, you're gonna hear a song and you're gonna start shaking your head saying, no, he didn't. And that is exactly what I said when I listened to song number nine on here. And I heard the long lost voice, a voice that we don't hear enough of, that we all miss. Uh, that of Glenn Lewis, of course, not your first time working with Glenn. It's always right. magical when you do. But the two of you tackle the uh, quintessential Stevie Wonder classic, Superwoman. Where were you when I needed you? Lord have mercy on me. But if it wasn't enough, there are two parts to this song, if you all remember it. Jeff separates them. So you have Glenn Lewis on the front end. Then the second half of the song starts, part two. And you have Donnie Hathaway reincarnated, my man, Frank McComb doing work. The song is such a spiritual experience. What made you record this one, man? It was Frank's idea. A year before that, there's a festival here in Philadelphia called Jazz on the Ave. Mm -hmm. uh, Christine Brown of uh, uh, Beach Community Services puts on this outdoor music festival on the, on the campus of Temple University at Broad and Cecil B. Moore here in Philadelphia. Kind of made me kind of like the curator of it. So I kind of headlined it almost like how the Roots have their Roots picnic. This was kind of like jazz on the ad, but I would headline every year, but I would have different guests. It would be Jeff Bradshaw and Friends every year, but it would be different guests every year. So this one particular year, I had Frank McComb, Glenn Lewis, Tony Rich, and Eric Robeson. Lord have mercy. It was Jeff Bradshaw and Friends with Frank McComb, Frank McComb, Glenn Lewis, Tony Rich, and Eric Roberson. That's not even fair. <laughs> That's not even fair. Tony Rich lives in Australia. Oh, wow. Okay. And Glenn is in what? Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. So Frank flew in from LA. Of course, Eric's in Jersey. 
Glenn flew from Toronto, and Tony flew in from Australia. Wow. And uh, it was after the show, just us together. After the show, we were in the hotel, and at the hotel, and I was like, my cigars, and Frank was like, you got more cigars? I was like, yeah, let's go outside. So we went outside the hotel. It was me, Eric Eric had went home. It was me, Frank, Glenn, and Glenn Lewis's uh, fiance, who's now his wife. Okay. Who's beautiful wife, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. She's so she's so gorgeous, and so such a really uh, warm person. And we, well, I had just met her, mm-hmm. and um, so Glenn, that's Glenn's wife now. And so was the other uh, four of us outside. And Frank said, "We need to get us back together. I know you ain't finished your album yet, and we need to do stupid one." That sound like Frank. You talk to Frank. <laughs> Frank said, "We need to do. We need to do stupid one." Just me and Glenn, have him do one half and I do the other half. And I said, that's an idea and I'm holding you to that. Yes, and sir. not less than maybe a year, or maybe less than a year or so later, I flew them both, we, I flew them both down to Jazzy Jeff studio, the Hamptons, the Hampton studio. And um, we spent three days together recording that song. Wow. We broke bread, we fellowship, like that, that song, we were just like, I didn't just, we didn't just record my band that's just recording music and I sent them a song. No, we needed to be there together. Right. If you're gonna touch this, if you're gonna mess with Superwoman, yeah. you gotta do it right. And I knew we had the right people and we, and, and the Hampton Studio, Jeff, uh, Jackie Jeff's, the Hampton Studios is a world-class facility, but it's warm. It's like a guest house with like this world-class studio in. So mm-hmm. we stayed there together for three days. We lived there for three days together. We fellowship. We had breakfast, dinner. We fellowship together. We had libations. Mm. We smoked cigars. Yes, sir. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we spent three days together recording Superwoman Part 1 and 2. And that's why it feels, and my amazing band, uh, musicians from my amazing band, uh, Mike Nelson, uh, uh, Jermaine Blanford on bass, uh, Frank played keys, Frank played Rhodes. The amazing Mr. Aaron Draper on percussion. Yes, I mean, sir. and we put this thing together, man. And just watching Frank, I have behind the scenes clips in my phone. Oh, I'm just man. watching Frank put those and Glenn just man. mess around with it in the studio. Yeah. And we're just like, ooh, this is gonna be good. All right, we we <laughs> gotta let folks hear this, man, because again, that I think that fellowship made all the world, all the Absolutely. difference in the world. Because it, it comes through, and I, I told you earlier, it was a spiritual experience for me listening to this song. Right. Family, we're gonna play it for you right now. Superwoman, uh, this is on the brand new album, Stronger, none other than Jeff Bradshaw, featuring Glenn Lewis on the first half. And we're gonna play the second half because you gotta hear both of them. Superwoman, Glenn Lewis, Frank McComb, right here on Cool Jazz Conversations. It wants to be a superwoman, but is that really in her head? I just want to live each day to love her from what she is. Oh. Mary wants to be another movie star. Is that really in her
that that makes sense now. Now that you said that, that y'all fellowship together and and took your time because three days it comes. We did that. We we took we took, took, took we took our time and um, we spent three, we spent three days making that song. You know, nice. and it was really important to it was really important for us to be there together so we could be comfortable, no jet lag, and we're just relaxing and good night's sleep, right. good dinner, breakfast, we went to breakfast together. Yeah. You know, and I live in Philly, but I stayed down there with them for two days. Wow. We stayed in this we stayed in, in this in the in the uh, get the Heaven Studio was just like a guest house with a with a world class studio on on the ground floor. And um it was beautiful. And big shout out to uh, Jeff and Lynette uh, Jazzy and Lynette, his wife Lynette, they're just, they welcomed me with open arms to record my album there and I will never forget that. And I'm yeah. just really appreciative uh, to have their mentorship and their love. They really provided a space for me to record the most important album of my career. Wow, wow. Cool Jazz Conversations, I know you enjoyed that. Superwoman, Frank McComb on the second half, Glenn Lewis on the first half. Jeff, in your own feeling, what, what would be, you, you talked about cigars, what would be the perfect cigar and libation to have listening to that song? <laughs> well, I'm currently thinking about lighting up. You can either go with an Oliva V mm. or the Oliva G, which is a Cameroon wrapper. Okay. This is a box press. Okay. Um, my favorite cigar right now, anything made by Tatuaje. Okay. Anything made by Tatuaje. Tat Black, Avian, uh, Cabaguan. I'm really heavy on these tats, these, these tats right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy yeah. on these tats. But there's so many great cigars out right now. Most definitely. But, you know, that's the beautiful thing about yeah. the cigars is that we can. I'm, I'm you know, partial straight. to the Oliva V uh, Milanio. Oh. That's my favorite Oliva V. Got a got a box of them in the humidor right now. Yes, sir. Uh, so so later on tonight, I think I'm gonna go ahead and uh, light up and put that Superwoman on again, and uh, pour a glass of bourbon as well. So yes, sir. Uh, yeah, almost, you're doing it right. Yes, sir. Got to do it, man. Almost 20 years in the business for Jeff Bradshaw. Does it get any easier for you per se? I don't, I don't know if. I think it gets tougher and tougher because I'm continuously challenging myself to go to new levels mm -hmm. musically and now as a CEO of my own label continuing to challenge myself so it gets tougher every round is higher and higher yeah. every round gets tougher and tougher and I'm continually trying to be great and mm -hmm. greater and greater and greater in every facet of this business we call music so with the label, you know, you, of course, this is the first project on there. Do you have plans to add a roster uh, slowly but surely? If so, is there a particular genre that you're looking at? Or are you open to everything? I am absolutely. Uh, that is definitely the plan uh, to get my album out the gate and to number one and to do great things with this album. And obviously to add... Um, Look out for some indie artists that may not may not necessarily pique the interest of a major, mm. but something that's really special, you know. But right now, right now, my focus is on taking care of the business of stronger and making so stronger 
reaches its full potential in every way in marketing and business. Well, family, there it is. This hour has flown by the incredible yeah, Jeff Bradshaw. He is stronger. The album is stronger. It is out now on his own recording label, Bone Deep Records. You have got to put your ears on it. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. In this crazy year of 2020, there is no better album to bring balance to your life than this album right here stronger i cannot stress it enough you have got to check it out for yourself you got some funk in there r&b soul a bit of jazz congrats to you jeff thank you for always heeding the call man being there for me uh, absolutely thank you man you know it's my pleasure to call you a friend and in this day and age we don't say it enough so brother i love you Keep doing what you're doing and keep opening Love the doors for others behind you, man. Put your Thank social you, out there, your social and your website so that folks can uh, keep in contact with you. On social media, at I am Jeff Bradshaw. That's on everything. And uh, my website is www.iamjeffbradshaw.com. There it is, family. Jeff Bradshaw, Stronger. Check it out again. That is going to do it for this edition of Cool Jazz Conversations. The program is a production of TVM Productions and is broadcast from its home, WSSB 90.3 FM in South Carolina. Uh, also, you can check out the podcast of the program on a few podcast uh, platforms from Alexa, Amazon, TuneIn Radio. Uh, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and you can download the podcast at your convenience at coolJazzConversations.podbean.com. My name is Marcella Shepard, the bass man. Follow me at the man with the voice and follow Cool Jazz Conversations at Cool Jazz Conversations. Until next time, y'all be good now. Peace. Mm-hmm.